Welcome to the Alpha Female Podcast with me, your host, Robin Baldwin. This show is to inspire you to embrace living like an alpha female. But what is an alpha female? An alpha female is a powerful and assertive woman. Her confidence is due to being an intelligent and intellectual problem solver. She chooses ambition and is proud of it, but strives for a happy and healthy work-life harmony. An alpha female puts herself first, sticks to her priorities, but nurtures relationships with all the people in her life. So let's get started. If you're listening to this show, you've been drawn to create work-life harmony in your life. I wanted to share a quick story on why I fell in love with essential oils back in 2014. So after my MS diagnosis, I won an intro kit by doTERRA that included a bottle of peppermint, lavender, and lemon essential oil. At the time, I was trying to figure out how to take care of myself differently than I was before, and one of the building blocks of health that I was tackling at the time was getting better sleep. I had horrible insomnia. After leaving a toxic relationship in 2012, I was filled with so much anxiety most nights, and my brain was always racing. I couldn't stop my thoughts. So this is when I was trying to set up a more conscious evening routine. And I would simply put two drops of lavender in an Epsom salt bath every night. And slowly this became the routine that signaled to my body it was time to go to bed. After I ran out of the doTERRA oil and grabbed another bottle of lavender from the health food store, I opened it and realized instantly when smelling it that it wasn't the same. And that's when I started beginning to research the company that I eventually fell in love with. So doTERRA's practices from sourcing the essential oils from the best place in the world that the plant grows, using sustainable sourcing methods, and truly empowering farmers and harvesters with the co-impact sourcing method, and then having incomparable transparent testing practices to create pure, potent, and therapeutic-grade essential oils uh, were absolutely amazing. And then finally, the company has a heart of gold through their Healing Hands Charitable Division. They empower farmers and harvesting communities and bring them necessities that they need to thrive. So if we go into a community to harvest a specific essential oil, and let's say the community doesn't have a school, then the Healing Hands charity is able to bring that to the community. Sometimes it's running water, sometimes it's health clinics, sometimes it's building hospitals, but that's what truly made me fall in love with the company. So if you haven't had a chance to sample doTERRA essential oils yet, I'd love to send you a few samples. So find me on Instagram. Just go to at Robin Baldwin, R-O-B-Y-N-B-A-L-D-W-I-N. And just send me a DM saying I want oils. And then from there, we'll chat about what your body is needing in terms of self-care so I can make you a personalized care package. Have you downloaded the Work-Life Harmony worksheet yet? In this free guide, I walk you through how to optimize five key areas of your life so that you can start designing your own work-life harmony. So from nutrition to supplements, sleep, stress management, and reducing your toxic load, I share tips and tricks that get you thinking on how you can optimize your life currently. So I ask you simple questions that just get you to rethink different aspects of your life. I walk you through a prioritization exercise so you can figure out which area of your life you actually want to maybe overhaul or tackle or just make small changes in first. So you can download that over at bit.ly forward slash work life harmony worksheet, all one word, bit.ly forward slash work life harmony worksheet. 
You are listening to the Alpha Female Podcast, episode 173. All links in show notes can be found over at Robin Baldwin forward slash, sorry, robinbaldwin.com forward slash podcast. That's the first time I have messed up the intro. All right, welcome back. Today's episode is a solo episode. I thought I would do a recording kind of discussing the eight limbs of yoga. So this was something that was not brand new to me when I did my yoga teacher training in February uh, in Bali at the In Alignment School of Yoga. However, we definitely studied it much more in depth than I had before entering the teacher training. And I found the philosophy, the, the spiritual side of yoga, super fascinating. So I thought I would give you an intro in case you have no exposure at all to kind of this side of yoga outside of the physical practice. So I'm specifically reading from the inner tradition of yoga, which was one of the assigned texts for our teacher training. The book is written by Michael Stone, and it's a guide to yoga philosophy for the contemporary practitioner. I absolutely loved this book. We were assigned to this book and the Bhagavad Gita, struggled to get through the Bhagavad Gita like apparently a lot of people do <laughs> in their yoga teacher training, but I just love this book. It is highlighted to the max. I've reread uh, different parts of it. I absolutely love it. So what I thought I would really focus on is two parts of the eight limbs of yoga. So let me quickly just read out the eight limbs of yoga, and then we'll go into detail into the first two. So the eight limbs of yoga comprise of the yamas, which are external restraints on ourselves, the niyamas, which are internal restraints, and then asana, which is posture, which is the physical practice of yoga, pranayama, the breath, pratyahara, withdrawing of the senses, and this is where my um, Sanskrit pronunciations struggle. Uh, dharana, which is concentration meditation. Dhyana, uh, and if I am pronouncing these wrong, you can send me voice notes on Instagram. I would love to understand the pronunciation better, which is absorption. And then samadhi, samadhi which is integration. <laughs> I'm going to now read out the yamas and the niyamas, and there's one niyama I literally can't pronounce, and I practiced before pressing record, and I think I said it 20 times, and I just can't say it, so I'll just do the English translation. So I'm fascinated with the yamas and the niyamas, and we, during our yoga teacher training, would talk about one yama and one niyama, and then really go into depth in terms of how we perceive them in our life, how maybe we want to bring them more into our life. Um, so just really cool kind of thought perspectives around these two. So the yamas, which are external restraints, uh, are the clarification of one's relationship to the world of people and objects. So there are five practices associated with this limb of yoga. The first is ahimsa, which means not harming or non-violence, satya, which is honesty and being truthful, astaya, which is not taking what is not freely given or not stealing, brahmacharya, which is the wise use of energy, including sexual energy, and then aparigraha, not being acquisitive, not accumulating what is not essential. 
So this is kind of fascinating to dig a little bit deeper into. So let's go into the yamas before I explain the niyamas. But the external restraints, so our relationship with the world around us, ahimsa is not harming nonviolence. It was fascinating. It was kind of a joke during yoga teacher training that it became very conscious of not harming the world around us, which included bugs and anything else that was in our vicinity, but specifically bugs. So, you know, if you're practicing on your yoga mat and a stream of ants come across your mat, you would literally see everybody just like blowing them off instead of crushing them. Um, And just those little acts of nonviolence were something that we focused on while we were in Bali. But it can also be not only to other people and objects, but how can we not harm ourselves? How can we, um, you know, the nonviolence just in our own life? Um, So whether that's not uh, like not having harmful thoughts um, or, you know, uh, the other thing was with Ahimsa was how do we choose things in our life that are potentially not harming to the world around us? So maybe that might be our food choices. This is why you see a lot of people in the yoga community choosing to be vegan or vegetarian um, because of not harming animals. Uh, it may also be, you know, not harming communities. So you'll see a lot of people start choosing conscious commerce. So whether that may be their clothing choices to ensure that they're, you know, is not harming to the community of workers that may be manufacturing the clothes. This is how it appears in one's life. So I found this one super fascinating. Satya is about honesty. So being truthful with others, but also with ourselves. And I think we had a really, really great conversation during our YTT, uh, even about white lies and telling white lies or not telling the truth uh, or withholding the truth to protect others or manage, you know, reactions. Um, so how does that maybe show up in your life? Esteya, not taking what is not freely given, not stealing. We had some really great conversations about like kleptos in the group. Um, but we were also talking, and this was super fascinating, about not taking people's time. So not stealing people's time. So showing up on time or showing up early, being cognizant of other people's time, especially if it's just like going out with friends, business meetings specifically. But uh, this was kind of fascinating. So how can you maybe be a little bit more careful about not taking what is not freely given? Brahmacharya, wise use of energy, including sexual energy fascinating conversation about Instagram using sexual energy to build followings and platforms. And, um, yeah, this was a really cool conversation. And even in the yoga world, um, how to use one's energy wisely, especially as a teacher, uh, not taking advantage of the kind of position of power that you get when you do become a teacher. So fascinating conversation. And then last but not least is a parigraha. So not being acquisitive, not accumulating what is not essential. We had some great conversations around like Marie Kondo and simplification and simplicity and, you know, getting rid of stuff 
And also really good conversations of as we get rid of stuff, uh, being careful about like donating, recycling, not just throwing out and creating more problems with landfills. So I hope that was kind of a great kind of introduction for you about the yamas. Now let's go into the niyamas because I want to keep this episode super short and a quickie and kind of just give you a hint towards these things. And then if you're curious, you can pick up the inner tradition of yoga yourself. So the niyamas, internal restraints, are personal principles that govern the cultivation of insight. So the first one, again, was saucha, which is purification. So how can we take care of purifying not only our bodies, but our minds, our souls? So this may be uh, anything from doing you know, monthly or quarterly or annually detoxes from a food perspective to cleanse out our digestive systems. But how can we purify our mind, you know, in terms of what we're exposing ourselves to? Simply, you know, not turning to our phones first thing in the morning when we get up and actually going inward. What does the, what does the world ask of us from, you know, our place of intuition and insight versus what the world asks of us from all of the messages that are bombarding us daily. So how can we bring a little bit more purification into our world that way? Santosha, which is all about contentment. We had uh, great conversations around gratitude practices um, and, you know, being content with what is uh, in terms of even being in the middle of a difficult time, uh, I am recording this in October and my best friend sent me a, a video earlier today that I was literally like, I'm done with 2019. There was some, you know, swear words, but like literally like fudge 2019, I'm done with it. Um, I haven't shared much on the podcast and kind of every time I go quiet and, you know, the episodes haven't been out, it's because I'm going through a really hard time this year. And, uh, I've definitely been contemplating Santosha and contentment and I feel like I have never been happier, but also never been more filled with a ton of emotions from sadness, anger, frustration, um, hurt, um, grief, just, just, it's been a lot, but also how can I be content in today's present moment, despite all of the, the heavy things that I'm dealing with as well. So that one's been weighing heavily on my mind in terms of how to bring contentment, not and, and contentment is very different. Like then you can be grateful for what is, but how can you be content in the moment, even if it is a difficult time? Um, you know, we always say you can, you know, on the other side of something difficult is when you can see the lesson learned or why you were meant to go through it or the resilience you built. Um, but it's sometimes very hard to do that in the present. So I think that's all I wanted to say about that, but I hope that speaks to you. Tapas is about discipline and patience. Um, because I'm going through something related to my health this year, I've had to bring health and healthy habits and routines back in place in terms of being a little bit more 
strict, rigid, uh, not rigid, but just like following protocols this year and bringing a little bit more discipline back into my life. It was something that was very important to me after my MS diagnosis in 2014 and has been come more important this year. And it feels good. It actually feels really good to implement some new routines and my A-type personality absolutely loves at the end of the day, you know, knowing that I've checked A, B, and C off the list and it didn't feel stressful. It felt good. It was easily, you know, integrated and woven into my life. Uh, but then also very proud of myself that I'm taking care of myself in the way that I know will make an impact on my health. And then at the same time, tapas is about patience. So knowing that doing these things for myself may not have an immediate impact, but knowing that to continue to do it day in and day out will have an impact in the long run is really important. Having faith in uh, these healthy habits and routines and the discipline. I think this is also really great if we go back to the physical practice of yoga and knowing that, you know, to meet ourselves on our mat daily whether it's practicing in a studio or practicing on our mat in our own in our own way at home or outside bringing that practice into our life how is that making an impact how are you doing something like that for yourself because you know it's going to make a difference in your life svadhyaya which is self-study or contemplation. I think all my alpha females love this one because, you know, we are never complacent with what is and we're obsessed with self-development and learning and and getting better and improving ourselves. So um, this is something that is, I think, kind of woven into most of your lives, but uh, maybe contemplating also when it may become too much of an obsession. My uh, my husband likes to joke that I have read so many self-development books, I could probably write my own, yet I have a lot of trouble implementing some of the things that I'm learning that I'm really good at absorbing. I love learning, but I don't always take the time to then implement. So if you are raising your hand saying like, oh, that is so me, I love self-study, I love improving myself, but don't always weave into that practice time to implement and time to take aligned action, then maybe this part of the podcast will speak to you. Okay, last but not least, let me see if I can say this one. Isvara Pradnidhana. (laughs) Just butchered that one. Okay, so this one is devotion, dedication to the ideal of pure awareness. And for all of my Sanskrit speakers, if that like rolls off your tongue, good on you. Power to you. You can send me a voice note on Instagram and I can um, send one back kind of giggling, being like, oh, that's how you say it. So this one's really cool. But like, how, how do you have devotion in your, how do you bring devotion into your life? And how do you spend time in pure awareness? You know, are you... T- Are you taking time in your day to get grounded, to sit with yourself, to be with your intuition um, and ask what, what is it that you're meant to do today? How, how can you serve? How can you take care of yourself differently? Uh, And just spending time with that type of awareness, I think is so important in today's day and age where we really are being pulled in so many different directions by the world. 
Um, but spending time in devotion to ourselves, um, and you know, it niyamas are the principles of governing cultivation of insight. It's very hard to cultivate insight if we are not spending um, some time to ourselves. So that's kind of my introduction to not only the eight limbs of yoga, but the first two, the yamas and the niyamas, um, because for me, I found um, that just super fascinating um, and applying it to my life. So in the, the book, um, I'm, I read from chapter five, the eight limbs, but then there's two chapters after that, um, uh, practicing the yamas and the yamas beyond dualism. So super fascinating. I highly recommend this book. All right. So that is the episode, um, in terms of just chatting with you guys in terms of what's going on in my life right now, I really have, dropped a whole lot of things because I've needed to create space in my life to take care of me. Uh, but one thing that I just didn't want to give up completely with was the podcast. So we've got some, some great new episodes coming up next week. We're going to be talking to Emily. Um, I think it's Fletcher. Her name just almost escaped me, but, uh, she created Ziva meditation. We've got a great episode all about meditation and her, her style of meditation. So I'm excited for you to um, listen to that one. Cause I wanted this yoga series to be all encompassing. And then I'm going to have different, uh, guests talking about different styles of yoga. So I have not exposed myself to like Kundalini. So I'm really excited to get a Kundalini teacher on, um, and then just more episodes. So we may kind of have breaks here or there, but that's the topic series that's coming up. So I really hope you enjoy it. And thanks for Thanks for hanging out with me on uh, on the podcast. I know there's so many podcasts for you to choose from. So from the bottom of my heart, if if I haven't said it enough, I really, truly appreciate you being a listener um, and spending time with me and allowing the space in your ears. So I hope you have an amazing rest of the day, um, wherever, whenever you are listening to this. And if you feel so drawn, please share this episode with another alpha female so that they might become inspired as you may have been listening to some of the episodes. And if you haven't yet, stop the recording, go over to iTunes, leave me a rating and review so more alpha females can find this show. I would truly, truly appreciate it. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Alpha Female Podcast. Be sure and visit robinbaldwin.com. That's Robin with a Y, B-A-L-D-W-I-N for access to show notes and other amazing blogs. If you loved this episode of the Alpha Female Podcast, be sure to head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review so more amazing Alpha Females are able to find this content. It's so very much appreciated that you take this small effort to help this show succeed. This podcast has been brought to you by the following sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Four Sigmatic, the most popular mushroom product on the market. So I've been obsessed with the Chagra mushroom tea since forever. I drink it in the afternoon for a high dose of antioxidants and the hot cacao mix with reishi mushrooms is absolutely amazing in the evening as a treat, but also to signal to my body that it's time to relax. So use the promo code alpha female, all one word at checkout for 10% off. That's promo code alpha female at checkout for 10% off. This episode is sponsored by Anupaya. Anupaya in Sanskrit actually means pathless path. 
So Anupaya is an outdoor-inspired lifestyle brand offering gorgeous apparel and goods for your everyday adventures, helping you get outside and look damn good while you're at it. They are committed to sourcing responsible and ethical products and using sustainable and post-consumer recycled materials. They also have a one-pound promise, so they commit to taking care of shared wild spaces by removing a pound of waste for every product sold by hosting and funding community cleanups across Canada and around the world. So I recently became a brand ambassador for them this year in 2019. And after absolutely loving a toque and a coffee tumbler that I bought for them over a year ago, I decided to ask them if I could be an ambassador. So if you follow me on IG, you'll see the wool blanket that I recently got. And it's featured in many of my posts and IG stories. I wrap it around me when I spend time in morning meditation. So take a look at all of their stuff. They have amazing hats. The blankets are just so cozy. If you want to get any of their stuff, you can use the code alphafemale for 15% off at checkout. So that's the code alphafemale, all one word, for 15% off at checkout on all products. Thank you for listening to the Alpha Female Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. And I would love you to eternity and back if you would be so kind to open your podcast app of choice. Go do it now before changing to the next episode and just leave me a rating and review. It'll help other alpha females find this podcast and join in on the conversations. You can find more of me at robinbaldwin.com and join us next week for another inspiring chat. Have a spectacular day.